Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Tuesday, March 24th. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me on a video call. Hello, I'm in my bunker. I Do forgot. Talk to me. We started talking in the first uh, in first try of this intro, and I realized yeah. I didn't hit record, which has happened many times before. Yeah, not uh, the first. We've probably recorded full episodes. Probably won't be the last. Probably won't be the last time. Um, we got a lot to get to in this episode. We're going to discuss the news, um, but we're also going to start breaking down our rankings for the 2020 season, our early rankings. This is not going to include rookies, in case anyone who's getting real sweaty on a rookie. <clears throat> Joe Burrow. You, would you rank... Let me just ask you straight off the bat before we get into things. Would you rank sure. Joe Burrow in the top 12? No. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so today we're going to discuss uh, the early quarterback rankings. We're going to go through the first six and then the last six on the Thursday show. Um, so uh, it should be an interesting, interesting debate. But before we get into the news, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions subscribe wherever you listen apple podcast spotify stitcher youtube click the bell for you on youtube for notifications leave a review and share this podcast with your friends you ready for some news boss yes okay so uh all in a matter of uh there were two players that we were waiting for in terms of running backs to sign mm-hmm. um and uh, their names are todd Gurley, melvin gordon uh, and they they signed within a matter of like maybe 20 minutes of each other. I know. So I was like, I was like sitting there on my couch. I don't know if it was Sunday or Saturday, but I was sitting there on my couch going, man, I wonder where Todd Gurley's going to go. And then all of a sudden I was like scrolling through my Twitter as normal. And a notification came through that said, uh, Todd Gurley had signed with the Falcons, but it was so quiet that I was like, wow, no one notified me about this or anything. No, nobody said anything. he signed like four hours earlier. And I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> like that was quiet. So, uh, the Falcons signed Todd Gurley to a one year, $5 million contract. Um, he made his cheddar of the remaining of his guarantee from the Rams, uh, when they cut him. So, uh, this is a very small contract for Gurley. Um, but I, I think the fit's not bad. No, I don't think the fit's bad. Uh, and yeah, it is kind of a smaller contract, but yeah, it's kind of expected at this point. Right. Um, in terms of fantasy, like, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. Like, I love Gurley, but mm-hmm. like, they're not going to, they're obviously just going to go with Gurley. Like, there's no... Yeah, they might. They're they not going to split snaps back, with. They might draft a running back. That's a good point. Um, but because Gurley's only like twenty six. Yeah, twenty five. So he's still young. He's not like an old man. I mean, in the NFL nowadays, twenty five is old, I guess. But for um, running backs, once you hit like twenty seven, yeah, kind of. But for Gurley, it just. I I think for him, it just all depends on opportunity. I think that offense is good. I think it's actually yeah. probably better than the Rams' offense. Um, it's, it's debatable. Yeah. So I I don't think he loses anything in terms of like (laughs) what he can do with the, the, the Falcons, but 
I just yeah. don't know. Like the efficiency was so bad for Gurley last year that it kind of concerns me a little bit. I have a feeling that he's going to be um, hyped up <laughs> a little right. bit, uh, and he'll he'll probably end up being a little bit higher of a draft pick than we we wanted him to be. Um, like a second round pick. Are you where are you willing to draft Gurley just to start the discussion? We'll probably talk about Gurley um, next week, but or, as uh, of right now, week, probably like probably like now. the probably like the fourth round. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't disagree with you there. I, I might even go fifth or sixth. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, Devonta it Freeman up, was just they went from one injured running back to another. <laughs> yeah, so, not the girl he's injured, but he's just an old man. So anyway, um, and then the other running back, we'll jump right into that one. Melvin Gordon. Mm. No one likes this landing spot for Melvin Gordon. He signs with the Broncos. So I'll tell you why nobody likes it is because people believe that it's going to be Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, and Melvin Gordon. Okay. Um, but I think the reason you like it especially is because you don't think that's how it's going to be. No, I don't at all. Um, so for me, I, I think, so you, your argument is that mm-hmm. the Broncos typically use a horse, a workhorse back, uh, and they, or the offensive coordinator. Yeah. So that the reason they signed Melvin Gordon is for him to play that role. And I, I hope you're right because if you're not, it's, it is a terrible landing spot. So, so if for, they, if they use Lindsay and Royce Freeman and Melvin Gordon, it is a terrible yeah. landing spot for Melvin. I, the reason why I personally believe that, that, cause you're right. If, if, if they use Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman and Melvin Gordon, it's a terrible landing spot for Melvin Gordon. But a, I don't think that's going to happen. And B, like, do you really think that Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman are going to steal snaps away from the talent that is Melvin Gordon? Like, I, I just don't. Um, they might, they might. Like Freeman, Freeman's buried. They He's might. gone. Like, I, I, I'm oh, yeah. not worried about Freeman at all. I'm worried about more or less. Like, I was going to say, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they used Philip Lindsay. But like, everyone's like, oh it. my, oh my gosh, this committee backfield that they got now. I'm like, okay, well, let's back the truck up. If he believed. If whoever the offensive coordinator and the head coach, I don't even know. But if they believed, if Vic Fangio believed that Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman were the answer to that problem, then he wouldn't have signed Melvin Gordon. Sure. No, I, I mean, I think that's a valid point. There's no uh, reason to go out would, and get the, the talent that is Melvin Gordon. Like, if they didn't like them, I would probably invest in the draft and say, you know what? There's some good running backs. Let's go out and draft a running back. See if we can figure that position out that way, instead of going and spending money, like real money on Melvin Gordon. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I, mean, I'll, I just feel better if they trade one of like Lindsay or yeah, I'll, I'll feel love for sure. If they do that. Um, but for me, I think we talked about this on the coaches show. We did a couple uh, weeks ago, or it feels like a couple weeks ago, but it probably was last week. But anyway, um, on that show, we discussed the new offensive coordinator for the Broncos having a history of liking workhorse backs. And he probably came in here and said, I don't like either of these guys to be the workhorse. So I'm going to go out and get a guy that I like. And that's Melvin Gordon. So I like the landing spot because I think that they're going to give him the ball a lot. But mm-hmm. do you think this damages Melvin Gordon's value to people right now? Because everyone kind of believes that he's just out. He's not. He's he's going to be in a committee. Like, um, that's it. 
I think as of right now, it does damage it, but yeah. that could very well change, especially right. if the Broncos get rid of somebody. Okay, so we'll, we'll just wait to see on that. Um, last week when we talked, Emmanuel Sanders was in for the Cowboys. They worked him mm-hmm. out, and he was... Well, they didn't work him out because you can't work anybody out right now, but um, they talked to him, and uh, he didn't sign with the Cowboys. He signed with the Saints. So mm. two years, $16 million. Um, the Saints actually desperately need a number two wide receiver. Yeah. Because they, really they don't, do. they don't have anybody like Taysom Hills. They're number two. <laughs> <laughs> Saints fans are going to jump in the comments on YouTube and be like, of course, our, this guy's our second wide receiver. Like, I don't care. Um, do you they think they could have used an upgrade there? Do you think Emmanuel Sanders is fantasy worthy now that he's in that offense um, or no, I don't okay. think he's no. But he's gonna like football that's wise, fun. that's a good move. But I don't know if fantasy wise, if I mean, if Sanders gonna do too much. Okay. Um, NFL Network's Mike Giardi reports that the Patriots are unlikely uh, to sign Jameis Winston. Um, they mm-hmm. are also out on Andy Dalton. They're not. They uh, Jeff Howe said that he hasn't been discussed among the Pats' immediate plans. Um, we'll talk yep. about some Cam Newton news in a second, but. Um, the Patriots look like they're holding Pat on the quarterback situation, uh, which for me would probably lead me to believe that you should fade every single Patriots player. Um, yeah. Like you would think that normally, but they still have a playable offense that if you plugged in a Jameis Winston or maybe even an Andy Dalton or a Cam Newton, that you would have some fantasy relevant players. But at, at mm. this point, there's nothing like, unless they give the ball to Sony Michelle 275 times next year, there's nothing so that Sony I'm excited might, about in that offense. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not excited about anything. Uh, I think Sony could be playable if they use him a lot. But Sony feels like a Todd Gurley 2.0 to me. Like he peaked in college. Not, although Todd Gurley didn't peak in college, he peaked, peaked early in, in his career. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but, right. But like right, like his first three years in the league. Yeah. And Sony, I think, was used so much in college and had so many injuries. And he had a great rookie season, mm. but I feel like he's kind of on the similar track as Todd right. Gurley. Right. Um, where his knees are just like giving out. And he's only like 23, 24, but his knees are giving out. Right. Um so but he if he gets a lot of work, sure, I think Sony could be an option. I even if like Stidham like if Hoyer's the quarterback, no, nobody. But if Stidham's the quarterback, I wouldn't. I mean, I would. Tot- I would definitely fade Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't completely get like I wouldn't not draft Edelman at all. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's the safety blanket. He's a slot Correct. receiver. So. I still think even if Stidham is the quarterback, he's going to get some. Catches. He's just going to be a very low end wide receiver too. He, oh yeah, like super low end, and like a guy that you probably keep on your bench. Uh, yep. Hope to trade. No one takes the bait. You play a couple times and that's it. So I'm just not excited about anybody on the Patriots at this point. Uh, we got a long offseason to go, so they could make a move, but it's highly unlikely to me that they'll do anything drastic enough to push it in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad as a Patriots fan that we're not going after Andy Dalton. Um, I don't mind yeah. Jameis Winston, but that's also not a bad thing either. Um, I wouldn't mind Winston. I wouldn't mind Cam Newton, um, but yeah. Um, Adam Schefter reports that uh, the Panthers did release Cam Newton. So his contract is completely void uh, and he can now go sign with other teams. Um, we expected this. 
they were trying to trade him. Didn't happen. Um, so obviously now you're sitting here with Cam Newton as a free agent. Where does he go? I, I don't. There's, I mean, similar to Winston, I don't yeah. see him starting anyway. He has Which to is, start. He's Cam Newton. I know you would think, but I, where is he going to start? I got him ranked 17. So <laughs> yes, I don't start. I, I don't, you're think right. There's anywhere where he starts. Like Miami should be in on somebody like soon. No, I mean, they're going to draft but, like that's, they have their plan. Same with the chargers. Yeah. They're going to draft or the chargers. They're going to draft two at one. They're going to draft a quarterback. Um, I Cam Newton's going to sign within the next couple of days. I would guess like, it's not going to take people that long to, like Jameis Winston is. There's a lot of a people scared can, about Cam Newton. Though. I know, and I know. He's 30 years old, and his best attribute has always been his athleticism. And he's coming off multiple foot surgeries. Yeah, he's coming off multiple injuries, mm-hmm. and he's on the back nine of his athletic career. Yeah, like I, I understand why people are concerned. However, I still think he's got something left in the tank. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised. I told you this before the show that I do see a lot a lot of people. You you did you told me before the show that Cam Newton uh, was it Jeff Howe or was it yes, um, Jeff okay Howe. Jeff Howe also said that the Patriots are not interested in Cam Newton. Um, yeah. I would not discount the Patriots going after Cam Newton. Um, not in terms of like they're going to do it right away, but if Cam Newton's on the market in two months, right? And he can't find a team. I mean, they're, you know, Pats are strapped for cash right now. Next year, they'll have $100 million in cap space. But right now, they have no money. They have like three, four, or $5 million in cap space. So for them to go out and get Cam Newton right now for what Cam Newton's going to ask is not reasonable. But if you wait a month or two and he still doesn't have a team, then that puts all the power in the Pats camp and they could probably offer him a contract. And it's a perfect situation for Cam Newton. Like you come in, you're on a team that could probably contend for, you know, a title. If you know, you're the original Cam Newton you're before he hurt his foot. If you can play like Cam, right. Then like you're, you're a Super Bowl ago. contender. I just, I think that's, or somebody who at least can contend deep into the playoffs. But I think that's a spot for Cam Newton that he would like. But I just, I don't know where he's going to go at this point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the place I would want him to go is Pittsburgh Steelers, but Pittsburgh, ain't I, yeah. no, I don't think they will. One old quarterback to another. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, Miami's not a bad spot. Um, I think the Chargers w- are more interested than people are letting on. Um, I think it would be smart for the Chargers. Yeah. Um, even if they do want to draft a quarterback that fifth overall pick. Yeah. Uh, they have a good enough roster where they right. can get a veteran in here like a Cam Newton and compete. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if I was the Chargers, I would definitely consider it. Yeah. Um, Robbie Anderson signed a two-year, $20 million deal with the Panthers. So um, our writer, Adam Hutchison, he likes he likes this for Curtis Samuel for some reason. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I, I have to... I don't, Read I mean, his article that posts on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll give you some reasoning. Um, but I, I, this is not a bad landing spot for Rodby Anderson in terms of fantasy. It, it's kind of a wasteland. It is. It's absolute wasteland. Uh, and I don't even like. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a too big of a fan of this. Yeah, one. I don't like. This I was one. hoping he'd go back to the Jets or uh, maybe like the Raiders or someone like that. A team that needs wide receivers where he could kind of 
shine into that role. But here he's probably going to be the third receiver. And yeah. It's just, I right. don't know. Um, that leaves uh, Sam Donald with like a pizza this is delivery so man. Trash. It, a it, pizza it, delivery it man. And like me how the Jets are treating this guy. He's supposed to be, he, I mean, he's a great college prospect. You draft Sam Darnold. He's supposed to be this great guy. Has an okay rookie season with no talent around him. And in year two, you do nothing for him. And now going into year three, yeah. he, the team's getting worse. They, they're the, they, they're one of the worst teams in the league right now, roster-wise. Yep. yep. Especially on offense, they, they might be. They don't have a great offensive line. Their receivers stink. They have, like, they have Le'Veon Bell. All they have, all that's all they have. <laughs> and it's Le'Veon Bell in the back nine of his career. Yeah. Yep. I agree with you. I think they're wasting Sam Donald right now. Um, and they keep changing coaching staffs. They keep it's it's ruining his career. But the one thing I think it, that you can't really discount right now is that this is a very deep wide receiver class. And um, yeah, it is. I think I think that you're going to see the Jets go out and draft one, if not two receivers, and I mean, figure even it out if they from do, there. even if they do. It's not draft. enough. It's they're still extremely young, but it's enough to get them there. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a talented prospect to throw in the direction of Sam Darnold. Hope he turns out well. I hope you're right. Um, Peyton Barber, formerly of the Bucks, signed a two-year, three million dollar contract. So either Tampa is going to draft a running back, or we finally get to see Ronald Jones. what Ronald Jones looks like in 2020. <laughs> Uh, as a full-time starter. So that's going to be really interesting. I pegged the Bucks as somebody who was going to go after David Johnson in, in a trade. Houston got David Johnson. Then I was like, okay, maybe they'll Todd go Gurley. out and get Todd Gurley. And then he signed with the Falcons. And I was like, maybe he'll go out and go to the, you know, he'll go, they'll go get uh, Melvin Gordon. And he yeah. signed with the Denver Broncos. So at this point, no one's left. Like, Believe it or no. not, the running back market is bare now. Again, finally, unless they try to get like a, a Philip Lindsay or like a, right somebody like who a backup running back who they think could be a starter. Right. But I see this team as as a team that could most definitely. I think you're going to see the Rams active for a running back in the draft. I think you're going to see the Bucks active for a running back in the draft. Um, the running back position is a position that you can get immediate impact. Um, in fantasy and in real life. Um, yeah. So I think I think you'll see those teams definitely jump out there, but there's no more news unless you have something else. No, I think that's it. Okay. Let's move on to quarterback rankings part one. We're going to go through quarterbacks one through six. Already ranking the quarterbacks for 2020. Let's go. I was kind of nervous. I was like, what am I supposed... Excuse me. What am I supposed to do? Um... Because there's so many, this is such a different list than it was last year, but I, I felt much better about last year's list. And like this year, I'm like, holy mackerel. There are some guys that are shockers. Like I didn't want to take some steps that you took and felt a little bit better when I <laughs> heard yours. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, number one for both of us at this point is, is Lamar. Easy. Yeah. Everyone has um, Mahomes. Everyone's got Mahomes ranked one right now. That's not what I saw. The consensus. Well, you're pros. I think actually consensus has Lamar. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've just been seeing a lot of fantasy analysts. There are a lot of Mahomes first. Have Mahomes there, but majority have Lamar. 
That's so I think I we have you know just to go over it we have Lamar one, uh, Mahomes two, mm-hmm. which so, is I think pretty obvious. Which like, is pretty obvious. Most at this people point. do. Uh, we're probably going to talk about these things in sectors of two. I mean of three. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. But so um, yeah, for me the reason why Lamar is number one at this point is. I think it's purely because of the running. It's because he can uh, he can get out of the pocket, move all over the field. Not that Mahomes can't do that, but that's not his game, right? Lamar Jackson likes to rush the football a lot. When he can't find a way to throw it, he rushes it. He doesn't throw it away, he, he runs it. And he does a pretty dang good job at it. The only concern for me that I think maybe people should start factoring in and maybe I'll factor in later in the offseason is that Lamar Jackson is similar to that Mike Vick, Cam Newton mold where they just run all over the place until they get hurt. And if something happens to Lamar Jackson next year, that is a massive concern. This is why I always draft late because the quarterback position, high investment, not a lot of reward. If you get Lamar Jackson and he ends up being the QB one, fantastic, but he'll probably most likely end up in the top three only. And, and then you end up with a quarterback that you drafted way too high. So I don't like drafting yeah. quarterbacks way too high. We'll get that right out of the way because last year we spent our whole show talking about how we don't like drafting quarterbacks. high. Right, so explained it. we'll just ignore that. But for me, I just think, I think that's the only concern for Lamar Jackson. I think the ceiling is, uh, the ceiling is much higher and the floor is much higher for Lamar Jackson than it would be on, on Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Um, I think the reason why some people have Mahomes right number one right now is just because the Super Bowl high. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, if we're talking real life, I think most people would take Mahomes over Lamar. But yeah, right. it's just fantasy football, and I think <laughs> L- Lamar Jackson just he yeah. after the year he had this past season, you can't not put him number one with his ability to rush the football. Right. Um, he had an insane season, and I don't think that's going to change unless he gets injured. But right. I'm not going to predict injury on anybody. So no, I there, think Lamar has to be number one. Is there any particular reason why you why you don't like Mahomes one? Um, it's not even. It's more just about Lamar. Uh, yeah. That I think I think it's very hard not to put Lamar number one. Mahomes, I think. Uh, you know, there's chances that this Chiefs could be on a Super Bowl high. I don't think that would happen, but yeah. That it is a possibility for that Mahomes. No, for Travis Kelsey and the rest of the D bags. No, on that right, team. right. But yeah. that would affect Mahomes, is what I'm saying. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm really not worried about Mahomes. But I think, I think it's close, and they're very yeah. obviously the one and two guys, and it's by a mile, like between number two and number three on our list. For me, at least, it's oh it's yeah, more than a mile. Like it's if like, you, if you had like five rounds, if you had a mid to late March. Tier one, it would be Mahomes and, and Lamar. Tier one, yeah. And then there's no tier two, tier three, or tier four. And then we're in tier five. <laughs> like we, we, we that, that, that's how big of a difference it is. Yeah. Um, I do think there is a possibility. We've talked about the, I talked about it all last year. I was, I faded Patrick Mahomes. I talked about how he wasn't going to get drafted that high and that we were going to have some issues. Uh, I didn't talk about injuries last year, but I thought we were going to have some issues with Mahomes only because no quarterback comes out and repeats that performance. 
Um, you obviously mocked me and many other people were like, you're an idiot. And he ended (laughs) up being the exact position that I said, um, obviously injuries had something to do with that, but he still wasn't like average base. I think he was a top three quarterback. He wasn't Mm -hmm. finishing one again. And he he wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't that efficient quarterback that you expected to get in that second round. Right. So I think for me, you, you think, okay, is, is Lamar that guy, right. That, that, can't repeat as as a QB one. Like if you're gonna draft a quarterback, are you scared that Lamar Jackson is not gonna repeat as, yeah, as the no, QB one? I, mean, I mean that definitely that does concern me. I'm not gonna lie. That that does concern me and it's in my back the back of my head. I mean But like I said, there's a better chance. There's a better chance that he ends up as the QB one than Mahomes had last year, only because he runs the football all over the field. He, yeah, honest it's, to it's God, like doesn't need to like throw it and have success yeah. with that. No, agreed. So no, I, the only thing that to me is, that is stopping Lamar from having a good season, not necessarily number one, but having an, an elite season, a top three finish, is the injury. Yeah, that's it. Right there, to me, like it, it's bound to happen. If it if he yeah. doesn't get injured, if he plays the whole season, I think he's top two automatic. Like it's a lock. Yeah. So um, unless Lamar just completely poops himself, that's I don't. I mean, it, highly it could unlikely, happen, but, but I, I don't anyway. think it would. Um. Yeah, I felt good about Mahomes coming into the year, and I thought maybe you could get him at dirt cheap in like the sixth round. Um, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna I'm gonna cross my fingers. If, if, I, if they if they didn't win the Super Bowl, then if oh they yeah, lost to the he would have been way out in the AFC Championship. Or if they would have lost to the Texans in the divisional round, yeah, then we'd be talking about Mahomes being like a fifth, sixth round pick, right? Everybody would be looking their chops. I but. mean, Mahomes is a great quarterback. Uh, there's one thing that he learned this year that I think it's beneficial to his career um, is pacing. Yeah. He and his team learned, well, we can go out and score five touchdowns in two minutes, but should we? Because you get teams that just sit there and run the football the whole time, and they run the football, and they run the football, if and they run the football. that's your strategy, like, they can do it, and they ha- they do it when they have to. Yeah. If your strategy is to just go out and throw, like, before the game, mm-hmm. like, we're going to go out and go up 50 to nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. That usually doesn't work because the other team will just control the ball. Right. And, and that was, that was, that was the Chiefs offensive problem on the first year. Um, but now you got Mahomes. He's learned that. That offense has learned that. And the bad part, the good part about that offensive game plan in year one for Mahomes is that it nets 50 touchdowns and gives you a QB1 performance. The problem is, yeah with them switching to this slower offense is that Mahomes is not, he's not highly efficient when it comes to yards. Like he gets a lot of yards, but like he'll throw five touchdowns and 200 yards in a game, like, which is absurd. And for fantasy purposes, like if you're Drew Brees and you throw 450 yards and five touchdowns, that's a lot more fantasy points than Mahomes did. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to spend an hour on Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, but next year, I, I think the slower offense might hurt him too. Um, what are the chances he finishes as the QB one? I think it's still high. I mean, it's not as high as Lamar, but yeah. If, if you're going to ask me if it's not going to be Lamar, who would it be? I would say Mahomes. Okay. 
So I have uh, Deshaun Watson three, you have Kyler Murray three, and then you have mm-hmm. Watson four, and I have Murray four. So yeah, I didn't want to take that leap on Kyler Murray going three, um, but I see why you did it. I was very hesitant. I was like, do I do it? Yeah. Do I not do it? I was. I was. The hype insane. is so there, and I. I just. It's. It's like nerve-wracking but i understand sure. why you did it now I, go ahead what were you gonna say i was just gonna say the the reason i did it is um you know i i wanted to say watson okay and it, it it's the safer pick to say watson right number three and murray number four but like the more i think about it i'm just like i think murray is gonna be better than watson so i'll just put him ahead of watson like right people people with rankings sometimes will just do the safer option and they'll pick the safer guy. But for right. me, I, I, I think one guy has DeAndre Hopkins and it's not Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, so you just switched them because no, no, that's because the player switched. No, I'm just kidding. But like Kyler, Kyler Murray's going into his second year in that offense that I think is, was getting better throughout the season. He already had a good fantasy season. Now you add DeAndre Hopkins to that offense as well. I think there's just too many things going right for Kyler Murray and too many things that are slowly trending down for Deshaun Watson. Right. Who I think had a good year last year, but it wasn't great. Now you're losing your best receiver and he's, it seems that he's not the happiest there in Houston either. Like it, I don't know. It, it, it I'm just concerned with Deshaun Watson as well. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I put Watt, I put Watson three. I, I, I actually probably think like if there is a tier two, it is those yeah. two guys, and I think they're very similar. I I know a lot of people are probably going to rank Kyler Murray back a little bit more. Um, I want to see the consensus um, draft rankings right now. I just I'm pulling them up as we are speaking, and right now Russell Wilson is the consensus three. Kyler Murray is the consensus five. Yeah. Um, now we talked about the numbers last year with Kyler Murray and how he didn't finish as a QB one nearly as much as you felt like he did. Um, right. And I feel like, like he was always that high end QB two, you know, top like back end top 10 finish. Like it was a low top 10 finish. If he did, um, finish in the top 10 for mm-hmm. on a particular week. But I think for me, Kyler Murray, has to be at number four. I, I think it's only because he just, we're, I'm not really sure about him yet. You know what I mean? I'm not really sure he can produce at the level. We've had this conversation about, you know, how people are going to treat him like the Baker Mayfield. And if you could get him, you know, risk, equal yeah. res, risk equals reward. Like a lot of times what I do in my rankings, I'll take them and I'll match them up where the ADP is. And if I have a player that's ranked a lot higher, like if Kyler Murray is getting drafted as the eighth quarterback off the board, and I ranked him four, then he's obviously in a way higher tier for me than everyone else. And if that's the case, I see that as great value. But right now, that's just not going to happen. But I just, I'm unsure about Kyler, and I want to see if he can do it before I just automatically stick him in the top three. Um, for Watson, I know he can do it. You know what I mean? I know what he's done in the past, sure. and I know that he can Like, does does not having Hopkins have a massive effect on that? Yes. But I don't know. I just my only what, um. What was he ranked last year? Two. Yeah, Watson. I think was two going into the year. My only uh counter argument because I think you make good points. My only counter argument is we're. I mean, 
These are rankings for what we expect is going to happen in 2020. Right, right, right. We're not talking about what has happened before, which is why it's, I mean, it is hard for me to put Kyle Murray number three because, as you said, it, he mm-hmm. has never really done it. But this is just what I feel is going to happen. And You're just buying in on Kyler. I am. He's in. It, <laughs> and I think I'm partly buying in Choo-choo. because I think people are going to buy out because of what happened yeah. with Mayfield last year. There's going to be a lot of people who right. are scared to buy in to Kyler Murray and buy into that Cardinals offense. Yeah. So because of that, I'm going to be hopping on the train early in my seat in the front row. Yeah. So our writer, Adam, uh, Adam Hutchison, he has, um, just to give you an update on what he has for his top four, sure. he has Mahomes one, uh, Jackson two, Wilson three, Prescott four, and then Kyler Ooh. Murray five. So he likes Wilson okay. and Prescott. Um, I like them a little bit less, but uh, anyway, he has Kyler Murray five. Um, so Murray's, Murray's been in that same region of three to six for most people. So I think, you know, we'll see as, as, as the off season continues to uh, perpetuate itself through um, we're going to see if Kyler Murray is that guy. And if that offense can be what you want it to be. Um, So for me, another thing is like, it's kind of all like with Deshaun Watson is just trending down right now. Yep. Um, So that's why I picked Kyler Murray's number three, because to me, then Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson, the next two guys we're talking about to me, they're all kind of in the similar boat. Yeah. I don't really think any of them are, Really that great, right. which is why I said after Mahomes for me, it's a huge drop off. Right. Um, I think you could pick any one of these guys as your number three guy. Yeah. So let's just move on to the next two guys and then we'll close out the show. Sure. Um, number five, I have Josh Allen. You have Russell Wilson. Is that right? And uh, it's the reverse on the other side. I have Russell Wilson six and he has Josh Allen six. Um, I I'll I'll give why I have Russell Wilson behind Josh Allen. Doing my rankings, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out where you're putting guys. And I I saw Josh Allen and he was further down the board on the consensus and like just kept on moving him up and up and up and up and up and up. And I'm like, <laughs> got all the way to five, and I'm like, how did I get Josh Allen all the way at five? Yeah. Um, and for me, I just picked him over several players, and that's where he ended up. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, why did you pick Josh Allen over Russell Wilson? Here's why. I don't even want Russell Wilson at six. I don't like Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott uh, at I all this either. year. I don't either. And for me, I don't want to go out and draft them. Like I'm staying away from them, but it's hard for me because those guys are obviously probably going to finish between six and 10, six and 12. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to put them there anyway. And I think Russell Wilson's probably the best of the bottom six. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. So anyway, for me, uh, the reason why Russell Wilson is ranked behind Josh Allen is because I think Russell Wilson is a highly efficient quarterback, but when the efficiency is not there, he is completely uh, almost useless in fantasy. And a lot of sure. people are going to be like, oh my God, why would you say useless it's, in it's, fantasy? Yeah. It's because he had two or three 40 point games last year and then he mm-hmm. lost you fantasy weeks because he was so bad. And it's yeah. like, it just, he's a great quarterback in real life. He's probably a top three the the quarterback Seahawks, in real life. But yeah. like he, just the way the Seahawks play their offense, it just doesn't 
Right. It doesn't work in my mind for fans. Sometimes it does. When he when Wilson has his big games is when they're forced to throw the ball like 40, 50 times. Right. But the Seahawks don't like to play like that. They like to have good defense. They like to run the ball with Chris Carson down your throat 25 times. <laughs> and they want Russell Wilson to throw the yeah. ball 20 to 25 times. Like that's, I just, that's just how they play. It, that, that in and of itself, that statement right there scares the hell out of me because I don't want Russell Wilson near my fantasy team if he's only going to throw it mm-hmm. 20 times in a game. No, right. And he's going to have, that's just how the Seahawks play. He's going to have weeks like that. But people are just going to blindly go out and pick him up, Russell Wilson up, because like I was tempted to put Dak ahead of him, but I'm not even on board with, we don't even know if Dak's going to play. For me, (laughs) yeah, I know. I I think Josh, like I said, I think Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, um, Kyler Murray, and Deshaun Watson are all in similar boats. Yeah. Uh, This one, I was actually, uh, I was tempted to put Josh Allen five and Wilson six. I, I put Wilson five because I do think at the end of the day, he is a much better quarterback than Josh Allen. I yes. know that doesn't always relate I to agree. fantasy, but I think when push comes to shove, I think there will be moments where Josh Allen just like pukes on himself. Yeah. Um, where Russell Wilson will not. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with either of these guys. If you want the guy with the higher ceiling though, I think you might want to draft Josh Allen. I mean, I think you will. You would rather draft Josh Allen over Russell Wilson. Yeah. If you want the higher floor, though, I would take Wilson. So right. it, it's these guys to me are pretty much in the same boat, but I think Wilson I, has the slightest edge over Josh Allen. Right. It's amazing how these guys are like in twos, like Mahomes and Jackson, Watson yeah. and Murray, and then Allen and Wilson. Um, I would actually say probably on Thursday show, there's a couple of guys that you can mesh in with Allen and Wilson, but yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. The reason why I have Allen five, I'll just note this is because, um, the Diggs accusation accusation or not accusation, um, acquisition, <laughs> yeah. uh, is, is a great one. And, um, I think that we've been talking about this for a while. I mentioned it on almost every freaking podcast, how we want, how we have wanted, uh, these two young quarterbacks in the AFC East to get some talented receivers around him. Allen has been a good fantasy quarterback without all of that around him. Now he's got John Brown. Now he's got Stefan Diggs. We got, we get to see a full season of freaking Devin Singletary. And I think that's going to be highly efficient. Well. Cole Beasley's still there in the slot. So, I think, and they got this new tight end who's actually pretty decent, Dawson Knox. So it's like, I think yeah. their whole team is kind of coming together and they look very good. Um, inconsistency is the concern for me. Like if the Bills, I told you last year, uh, they're like the Bills had a very good team. What, they win 11 games, 10 games, can't remember. I think, but I think 11. They made the playoffs. They were a very good football team. They're one of those teams that could just completely crap themselves and go seven and nine and be terrible. Like that just, yeah, there is a reality for that. And that, that could also Josh Allen reminds me very much of Jared Goff in terms of like Goff can have one great season and then just one season where he poops himself. And I think if you're talking about Josh Allen having a good season and pooping himself, this is the pooping himself year. (laughs) But at the same time, they added the talent. They have a good offense. If it works, it works. And and I think Josh yeah. Allen, like, well, I'm not just talking about number five. Like, obviously, I think Murray, Watson, Mahomes, and Jackson all finish ahead of him. But Allen has the real potential ceiling-wise. Like you said, uh, he has a high ceiling. I think he's oh, yeah. ceiling-wise. He has the ability to jump into maybe the top two uh, if he's good enough. I was just going to say, I think his ceiling could be number three or number two, which is why I said he has the higher ceiling over Russell Wilson. But his floor... He could also be this year's Mayfield. And for some reason, um, he loves, like, if he's if they're in the red zone and they're throwing the football, he yeah. will run it in. Like, he's not afraid of doing it. 
Yeah. And so for me, I, I think there's he, a, he's similar to prime Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. The way, he, the way he plays, but he likes to run it too. So I think that gives him a good floor. Um, mm-hmm. But this is the new fantasy. Like you look at all of these guys. Um, I would all, all of these guys are probably going to have 250 to 300 plus rushing yards um, at the end of next season or more. So Jackson's yeah. obviously going to have more. Mahomes will be in the 250 to 300 range. Watson will be in the 300, 400, 500 yards range. Kyler Murray will probably be in the six and the 700 yard range. Josh Allen might be in the three to 500 yard range. Russell Wilson will be in the three to 500 yard. Like this is the new fantasy quarterback. It uh-huh. used to be Brady, Breeze, uh, Roethlisberger, so... stand in the pocket, throw the football. This is why guys like Jimmy Garoppolo are completely worthless in fantasy football at this point. Like you might get four good games out of Jimmy Garoppolo all year. Um, and he just is not a quarterback that gets out of the pocket, but you get these this top six right here. Even Prescott, he can run the ball too. So it's like you might have a top 10 where everyone runs. <laughs> like It's just, uh, yeah. that's a new quarterback. And in fantasy, it it's... In real life, it, it it you know remains to be seen if it's super successful. We we won't know that until Lamar Jackson wins the title. But uh, in in right. actual fantasy, you win chips with those guys. So it's like you know that it, you're starting to see that trend trickle in there, and and guys like Sam Darnold who stand in the pocket and throw the football fifty times a game. It just it's more worthless now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you wonder: Can a guy like Baker Mayfield? or Sam Darnold, uh, or Jimmy Garoppolo, can they excel into that top five of quarterback without rushing? You know what I mean? I don't, and I don't think so. Does Matt Ryan have the ability anymore to, yes, he throws 5,000 yards. You, you have to have an incredible season throwing the ball. Yeah. Like you have to be much better than everybody else. Right. Um, there was a lot less anger arguing about where we ranked guys in this podcast. Yeah, because they were really close together. Um, the next show we went over our, our seven to 12 and uh, <laughs> it's all over the place, my friends. So uh, yeah, it's very different. You will see, you will see where we rank some of those guys that changes entirely. Um, there are some guys I really like that. I want to rank higher than I just, just agreed. Same with me. I, I just couldn't, I was like, there's no way I can do that. It's justifiably to put a mentally. few guys in the top 12 that I probably would regret. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting. Going to be an interesting 2020. Um, that'll conclude this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Fantasy champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>